work, both parties must de-escalate, and de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer, whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested. Don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Yo! Sorry, man. I took an upper to stay awake. My heart started pounding, so I took a downer to take the edge off. Honestly, I feel worse now. What? One of my friends overdosed after mixing drugs like that. I don't want that to happen to you. Yeah, I definitely won't be doing that again. Well, let's stay online for a bit so I know you're okay. Yeah, man. But let's go. There is no safe way to mix drugs. Learn more at cdc.gov slash stop overdose. This is Live and Local with Kevin Wall on AM 670 KMZQ. Talk radio done right. So good to have you with us on this Friday edition of Live and Local from the world-famous Las Vegas Strip. Uh, always good to be sitting across the glass from uh, gentleman Jim Dallas. You know, we've been talking a lot about inflation and how inflation, uh, supposedly, if you listen to Biden and company, uh, it's getting better. It really is. It's going down. It's getting better. Uh, but you've got some numbers that are real troubling from, what was this, January? Yeah, it, it, when you uh, take a look at the uh, key measure of uh, consumer prices, it's uh, showing now that inflation uh, accelerated in January by 0.6% compared to the month earlier. Okay, we're not going back 12 months. We're just going back one month. Month to month. So it almost went up 1%, more than a half a percent, 0.6% in January, uh, according to the Commerce Department. Okay, so if you're a lib, hey, it's not our numbers. It's the Commerce Department. Uh, now, the prior month's inflation uh, was revised. They said it was 0.1%, which I guess would be good, but it's been revised up to 0.2%. So it, Not it, quite as good as they thought. No, see, it went up a half uh, percentage point. But uh, the, the problem with all this is this is after they passed the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Do you remember the the nice, pretty, neat title that they had? Yeah, except it wasn't going to. I mean, even even economists said it's not it's not going to help inflation. No, these no. people these people will believe anything. We'll 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 just stick a sticker on it that says Inflation Reduction Act, and and people will believe that that's what it is. But the most disturbing part of this number is that inflation is not going down; it's accelerating. It, again, it went from 0.2% in December to 0.6% in January. That is trending in the wrong direction. And uh, you got to figure that's uh, at a rate, at that rate, that's uh, a good, what, 6 or 7% uh, for the year. And those are already inflated prices, you know, from the previous year. So, yeah, we're, we're trending in the wrong direction after. The Inflation Reduction Act. Yes, it's, it's all it's all helping. We're here from the federal government. We're here to help you. Yeah, Reagan nailed that one, didn't he? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, coming up, we're going to take you live to Carson City. Melissa Hardy will join us, Assemblywoman from District 22. Uh, 
three weeks just about uh, to the day. In the books, what has the 82nd Nevada legislature gotten done, if anything? We'll, 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 we'll talk about it. And uh, coming up at 1.30, really excited, uh, Ron Futrell, is there uh, anything new on the Oakland A's? Are they ready to make the move to uh, Southern Nevada? I hope I hope they are. I'll I'll buy I'll be the first in line for season tickets. How about that? Would that be okay? And then I'll then I'll lo- then I'll give tickets away to everybody. Everybody I know of, including you, Jim. Stay with us. More to do as we continue on AM six seventy KMZQ where news is next. Hey friends, it's Patrick Casal, the Multicare Group. With the difficulty in finding quality employees to ensure your business thrives, I have a solution for you. Offer employee benefits. Benefits are 100% tax deductible to the employer, income tax-free to the employees and dependents, can be used nationally, and are far more robust than any other individual plan being offered. The Multicare Group can help you obtain affordable quality health benefits. We have access to association health plans that offer multiple options, attractive rates for you and your employees, with national access and the finest hospitals and physicians in the United States. States. Call the Multicare Group today for your no-obligation quote, 702-396-9449. We have access to all the carriers that offer health insurance, dental coverage, vision care, group life and disability insurance. Allow our relationships to guarantee you the most competitive rates. The Multicare Group can provide you with all these services, plus we can offer payroll services at the most competitive rates, along with the best workers' compensation programs available in the country. Call Patrick Casal of the Multicare Group today, 702-396-9449. Live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa Studios. From the world-famous Las Vegas Strip. AM 670 KMZQ, Las Vegas. Locally owned and operated by Kemp Broadcasting and Digital Outdoor. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Tensions over the war in Ukraine flaring up at meetings of finance ministers from the group of 20 leading economies taking place in India. We are also witnessing rising geopolitical tensions in different parts of the world. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi touched on a sensitive topic in his speech in the G20 host city of Bengaluru. Those tensions boiled over in meetings between G20 financial chiefs, specifically over Russia's war in Ukraine. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the Russian officials at the conference bear the responsibility for the lives and livelihoods being taken in Ukraine and the harm caused globally. I'm Karen Chamas. Also at townhall.com, the Fed appears likely to keep raising interest rates after the latest report on consumer prices shows inflation still a problem. More from Bob Agnew. The Commerce Department says consumer prices rose 0.6% from December to January, up sharply from November to December's 0.2% increase. On a year-over-year basis, prices rose 5.4%. That's up from 5.3% annual increase seen in December. The report also showed consumer spending rose 1.8% last month compared to December after falling the previous month. Since March of last year, the Fed has attacked inflation by raising its key interest rate eight times, a trend many analysts fear will now continue. Bob reporting. California and other parts of the West readying for floods and blizzards from the latest winter storm to pound the U.S. Thousands of people in Michigan shivering through extending power outages wrought by one of the worst ice storms in decades. The Weather Service issuing rare blizzard warnings for Southern California mountain areas. The Dow was down 341 points today. The Nasdaq lost 195. More at townhall.com. 
relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. (laughs) Oh, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or down- Are you a small business owner? Would you like to turn your social media into an important profit center? Hey, Kevin Wall here, the owner of Battleborn Radio and a longtime client of the SKC Group. The pros at the SKC Group built our corporate website. Then they updated that website to make it even more productive. The SKC Group designs and manages areas of digital marketing for a wide variety of businesses. Locally owned and operated, the SKC Group provides fully integrated solutions, whether you need a company brand, graphic design projects, or an engaging mobile-friendly website. What do I like most about the SKC Group? They showed me how an increased web presence can mean more profit for my small business. And who doesn't want more profit? Let the pros at the SKC Group help you and your business. Ask for a free analysis of your current marketing strategies. Call 702-965-2016. That's 702-965-2016. Make that call right now. It's 104. This is your KMCQ News Flash. I'm Jim Dallas. All that's left is mounds of rubble as work crews have demolished what was once the Texas Station Hotel and Casino. Station began taking down the North Las Vegas property in September after announcing last summer that it was tearing down Texas Station, Fiesta Rancho, and Fiesta Henderson and selling the land. All three had been closed since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic in March of 2020. Demolition work on the Fiesta Rancho is expected to begin soon. In December, the city of Henderson bought the Fiesta Henderson site for $32 million with plans to build a sports complex on that property. For the fifth time this week, a student has been arrested for bringing a gun to school. Clark County School District officials report a 13-year-old boy had a loaded gun yesterday at Jerome Mack Middle School. An anonymous tipster gave school police the heads up about the boy and the gun. On Tuesday, four guns were confiscated from three different Clark County schools. Yesterday's incident was the 26th time a gun has been found on campus since the beginning of the 2022-23 school year. KMCQ satellite weather, partly cloudy and windy today, a high of 53. It's 47 degrees right now. KMCQ on-time traffic is powered by Meineke Car Care Centers. Right now, get a basic oil change for only $29.95. Meineke, doing car care right. Remember, various portions of Las Vegas Boulevard are going to be shut down to vehicle traffic for pretty much all day Sunday, beginning at 9 a.m. So uh, do keep that in mind because of... The marathon and the half marathon and the 10K and the 5K runs.
Mr. President, it's time to get to work. Surely we both agree that the national debt is too high. Surely we both agree that inflation hurts American families. Surely we can trim waste and streamline programs to make them both stronger and more efficient. Congressional Republicans are ready to act to save our country and to make America stronger. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Wall. Hour number two, live and local for a Friday. Good to have you with us. Uh, always good to have her on, and uh, we have her on. Not from Carson City, but from here in District, uh, Melissa Hardy, Assemblywoman from District 22. She joins us. Melissa, welcome back home. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it good to get your feet back on the ground and out of the, out of the snow? Oh, hi, Kevin. Yeah, I'm back here um, in my District 22. Um, I think they wisely canceled everything today for the legislature um, in anticipation of the snowstorm coming and i've been looking at my weather app today and it's been snowing all day oh my gosh i think that was a good call yes uh well so 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 we've been through three weeks of this thing and and i'm just curious what you think uh you've accomplished in three weeks i know it's 120 days it's a long time it ends the first week of june i get that part but it's always frustrating to me when not a lot gets done in the first couple of weeks and then in the last couple of weeks everything gets done Yep, you're exactly right. And I share that same frustration. Uh, mostly the first couple of weeks in, in as far as committees, we there are a lot of presentations from, you know, various cities and departments and all of that, you know, just giving you their overview of, of what they do. And um, very few bills um, actually are, are being heard. We've had several bills, though, in um, judiciary and education and commerce, the committees that I serve on. Um, Again, those are mostly agency bills or bills that came out of the interim committees. So it's always very uh, slow at the beginning as LCB's drafting uh, legislators' bills and and hearings are getting set. But, yeah, it's, it's. I will say, um, having served in the 2019 and the 2021 session, this session, it's kind of the same slow pace. And but to me, it seems, at least on the assembly side, a little more um, mellow, I guess, if you will. We haven't seen a lot of uh, big controversial bills come at us yet. Um, a lot of that that I understand and have seen is, is happening more on the Senate side. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that that's kind of um, a indication that, you know, we have a Republican governor, which we haven't had in the last uh, three, two sessions. And so, you know, the Democrats are maybe a little more aware that, yeah, they're not going to be able to just jam everything through on us. There's going to be some negotiations and some pushback. And so I'm I'm sensing that. And I've, I've heard others have had that same feeling. So that's kind of my take on the last or the first three weeks of the session. Again, Assemblywoman from uh, District 22, Melissa Harris, uh, or Hardy, uh, joining us. And and one of the things that I've promised people all week, 
uh, that when, when we were going to have you on, uh, is that we're going to go through what I call the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's been a lot, a lot of all three uh, in the first three weeks. Uh, on the good side, Greg Hafen's bill, the uh, voter ID bill, I think is one that to me, to me, is a common sense bill. Uh, but yet, I still wonder, will it even get a hearing? What are you hearing about uh, AB eighty eight? Well, I agree with you, and as, as you have said, uh, most the majority of Nevadans agree that there should be some kind of voter ID. There have been several polls um, conducted, and um, it shows that approximately 74% of Nevadans support voter ID. So I think that's a strong indication, and we have yet to um, be informed of any hearing. It's not scheduled for a hearing. And, you know, I just I just think it's, it's a great example of that we can use you know, here here is a bill, here's an idea that the vast majority of Nevadans support, regardless of party, and they don't even give it a hearing. Um, and so, you know, that's something that we definitely can use to our advantage if, in fact, we go through this whole session and, and it doesn't go anywhere. You know, our governor has said he wants um, common sense election reform. This is a bill that fits right in with that. And so far, you know, nothing. So... We will see, but I would, if I were a betting person, I would say uh, I don't know that this will get a hearing. Uh, is this one of those bills, though, that the governor could, if he wanted to do some horse trading, hey, Democrats, you want such and such, I'll give you such and such, or at least some measure of such and such, if you'll give us this voter ID, this uh, AB88? Yeah, I mean, that that's very possible, you know, as part of the end game. It could very well um, be used in that ma- that manner. So, um, yeah, that, that's a, that's a great one again because it's it's widely supported by Nevadans. I want to ask you about AB one hundred and three. Uh, it is a bill that is uh, sponsored uh, by Assemblywoman uh, Jill Dickman and uh, Senator Robin Titus. Uh, it would limit the governor's emergency powers. Uh, I know we've got a Republican governor, and I hate taking power away from him, but but uh, is this a good bill? You know, I think so, and I'm glad you brought up the point um, that we currently have a Republican governor and two Republicans um, are bringing this bill forward. This is a bill that has been brought forward, I know, in 2019, 2021, um, when we had a Democratic governor. And so I, I just think it goes to show that we didn't bring the bill, Republicans didn't bring the bill before just for the fact that it was a Democrat um, as governor. We're still supportive of this idea based on the fact that, you know, we have three branches of government and separation of powers, both on the federal level and in our states for a reason. You know, we govern together. There's a, a system of checks and balances not one branch has all of the control and power um, and our government was set up that way for a reason. And, you know, we went through the pandemic where all the decisions were made by the executive branch and the legislative branch was not brought into that uh, for months. And so I just think this shows that this is a bipartisan idea that it doesn't matter who is, in the governor's office, what party, it's the fact that the power, the decisions, 
for the state, for the citizens, should be made collectively by the different branches of government. Melissa Hardy joining us, Assemblywoman District 22. Yeah, it, it's not about uh, whether it's uh, good for one party or, or the other. It's is it good for the people? Um, I want to go to the right. bad I, I, because there's a lot of bad stuff and stuff that just makes no sense at all. Uh, the one that I'm hearing most about from people uh, both the, in the uh, life movement or uh, even, even some, some pro-choice people that have told me this is bad legislation, and that's SB 131, uh, abortion, tourism, uh, Nicole Canazero's bill. Uh, this is one that has got to die by the veto pen. The question is, do you get a sense that the governor's ready to uh, die on this hill, the abortion hill? Um, you know, I don't, I, I can't speak to that particularly. Um, you know, this bill started on the Senate, and as you said, this is a, a terrible um, bill for Nevada. As, as we said over and over in the campaign, you know, abortion is legal in Nevada. It can only be changed by a vote of the people. And so this this bill is just is taking it much too far, you know, basically making Nevada like a tourism state for abortion. And, you know, I it's just sad because, you know, Nevada is a number one human trafficking site in the country. This would just allow traffickers to bring their victims here. We don't have parental notification. Um, So, you know, children would be put in danger. As criminals would know they can come here and force their victims to have an abortion. There's just this so uh, many bad provisions and just, as you said, a terrible, terrible idea. So we'll see um, what happens when it goes, if and when it goes to the Senate and comes to our side and then to the governor. Um, you know, we can't do anything in the assembly to stop it from passing our chamber. So, um, you know, this will be one of the big, I think, a big, big bill that the governor is probably going to have to address sooner rather than later. Um, so we will see how that goes. But yeah, this is, I think, one of the the first big, major, bad, bad bill that has come out from the Democrat Party. You know, we, we brag, we brag about being a center for gaming and uh, mining, obviously, is a big uh, uh, interest. But to to be known as a center for abortion tourism to me is hideous. Yeah. It's hideous. Oh, I agree. I mean, it's and 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 that's why that's why, uh, in my view, the the governor needs needs to veto this bill. Uh, and and then the Republicans. And by the way, are the Republicans going to be standing together on bills like this? Yeah, I mean we we have a good, at least in you know our group in the assembly, we are committed to standing together and pushing back on on bad bills and supporting our governor. Um, you know, that's that's where our power and our strength is, the Senate and Assembly supporting that governor and, and sticking together so that we can when stop things and um, demand things from the Democrats. Just as you said earlier in the beginning of the program, um, they want certain things. Well, so do we. And so, you know, this is what it's going to take. So. I agree with you. I hope we can definitely stop this one. It's called horse trading. Uh, another bad bill. Uh, I can recall at least a couple of times in his victory speech and then in the state of the uh, state where the governor said, hey, we got all these federal dollars coming into our state. We don't need more taxes. We don't need higher taxes. And yet here is SB 96. Democrats want to increase your property taxes uh, to 8 
percent. Um, I know this started uh, on the on the Senate side, so you this bill has probably not reached your desk yet. What do you know about it, if anything? But just on principle, do we need more taxes or or higher taxes? Absolutely not. Um, I mean, I I just don't logically see how anyone would put forward increasing taxes. I mean, people are struggling enough right now trying to pay for their groceries. Um, uh, car insurance is going up, and we have a we have a housing problem already. People can't afford rent. The interest rates because of inflation are so high, so it limits who can buy a home. And you know, so we add increase your property taxes. That just does not make any sense. So again, you you are just going to price even more people out of getting a home. And we definitely don't need any more burdens put on individuals right now. We need to find ways to decrease what we can um, so that that people have more money and they don't need any more additional financial uh, burdens added to their, put on their shoulders. And so, yes, this this is another terrible idea. And again, yeah, we haven't seen it in the assembly. Obviously, it's got to go through the Senate. But yeah, we would, I would not be supportive of this. In any way, I, I've got to ask you, and, and again, uh, joining us, Melissa Hardy, uh, Assemblywoman, District 22. Um, and, and, and very quickly, uh, just to give people a, a, a feel for where uh, 22 is, can you give us the geography, what we're talking about here? Sure. So um, Assembly District 22 uh, basically goes from eastern um, and it goes east out to the Cadence area and some areas of the um, central Henderson. Then it goes um, out the 95 up to Mission. So it's basically kind of south of 215, then out into those um, original east areas of Henderson, and then over to Eastern. That's the western boundary, Eastern Avenue. Okay, I've got to ask you about this because I promised we'd give the good, the bad, and the ugly. The absolute ugliest uh, and this this does not fall under the heading of uh, common sense uh, legislation. Uh, putting polling places in county jails, SB 162. What in God's name are they smoking over on the Senate side? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. It, you, you think, oh, it can't get any crazier or more out in left field. And then somehow, yep, here's something, you know, here's something comes. And so. You know, just going back to our opening conversation about Assembly Bill 88, sponsored by Assemblyman Hafen, Nevadans agree about voter ID. So why aren't we focusing on that, which the vast majority of Nevadans would like? But no, we want to have polling places in county jails. That, you know, that's the most important thing that we need to do right now of all the election reforms possible. That's the one that they focus on. So, yeah, I don't know where they get this stuff um, and why we can't do some common sense things that we can all agree on, you know, or how about instead of having 10 or 14 days to know the results of an election, why isn't it reasonable that we have to know them on election day, election night? Why is that not reasonable um, instead of proposing something just totally outlandish as putting polling places in county jails. 
And that costs more money. We already spend a ridiculous amount of money mailing ballots to everybody. So now we're going to have to, you know, make sure we have telling, uh, polling places in the jails. Yeah, it just it doesn't make sense. In a final couple of minutes, I, I want to ask you about some of your bills because you've got some great legislation that is uh, that has already been filed, and a, a bunch of them have already been sent to committee uh, to be studied by the the whole body eventually. Can you talk a little bit about some of the bills that that you've sponsored, uh, and and give me a sense of where they are in the process? And I know sometimes it's like watching sausage being made, but but the process <laughs> is important. Can you talk a little bit about some of your bills and where they are uh, in 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 the in the uh, uh, legislative process? Sure, thanks. Um, I have uh, two bills, as we've discussed many times. One of my passions is protecting uh, vulnerable populations, such as victims, children, and animals. So I have two. Uh, bills right now, AB 86 and 87, um, that relate to animals, um, protection of animals, and protecting animals in public spaces. Those are both in committee, and I'm, I'm working to get my um, materials and things ready for hearings on those. Um, I do have a hearing on March 1st on a bill that will relate to some regulations for um, refrigerant use and things like that. It's kind of an environmental um, bill, so I'm excited for that one. I have um, AB 124 that was heard in committee already that kind of helps um, reduce the uh, regulations for uh, licensing requirements for um, osteopaths, physicians, and physician, physician assistants.